with the holidays coming around, there just seems to be more <laughs> coughs, ah, sore throats, and sleepless nights caring for sick kids and spouses, making the holidays not so fun, which is why I am so excited to introduce Neutralite. This company has been around for 80 plus years. They were green before green was even a thing. They have the world's number one kids and adults vitamins and kids and adults probiotics. This company uses the power of plants from seed to product to nourish and support you and your family's immune systems so you can have fun and enjoy living life together. You know, personal testimony, I had allergies for years and couldn't even be in the room with dust or cats. And the only thing I've changed since then were my vitamins and supplements. They truly cleaned out my system. And now I have three cats. Don't spend another penny on low quality vitamins that invest more in advertisement than the product. Arm yourself with Neutralite vitamins and probiotics, and they have so many more things that will keep you and your family happy and healthy. Also, you can earn points towards cash with every purchase, and with purchases over $99, there's free shipping. Stop losing sleep and time with your family and get back to life with Neutralite. The link is in the show notes. Welcome back to the Homeschool Advantage podcast. I'm your host, Bex Buzzy. And today we're going to be talking about enhancing learning with music. And to do that, we have founders and CEOs, Chris and Jesse Apple of LittleRockers.com. They're going to be sharing what they've learned throughout the years about brain development through music. You're not going to want to miss this. Go grab your coffee, go grab your tea and your pad and paper, and let's get into the podcast. Say hello to our listeners, and can you tell us what a misconception you think most have about homeschooling. Hey, everybody. Welcome. Hi, I'm, listeners. Hey, listeners and watchers. I'm Chris. I'm Jesse Apple. We're the apples. You <laughs> could see many apples behind us in our home if studio. If you're watching. Um, I We thought a lot about this um, question, and um, we I feel that, and Chris Aries, <laughs> That um, advantage of homeschooling would be that kids can work at their own pace. And I feel like a lot of times that pace can be faster or a little bit more accelerated than if they're in a public school setting. So a child can grow, like I said, at their own pace, um, being interested in different things that they um, can excel in. It gives them an opportunity to grow and develop and especially in a small, usually small classroom size. So it gives them that opportunity to just delve deeper into subjects that maybe they wouldn't get a chance to do when there's other kids in the, a lot of other kids in a classroom. Definitely. Yeah. And I can attest to that being a public school teacher, it takes yeah. so much longer for me to get through a lesson when I even, I've had students in the past who were absent maybe like the whole entire week and i went through the whole entire week's lesson in an hour and a half and they were like 
that's all we did. I'm like, that's actually how long it really should take. It's just all the <laughs> other stuff takes so much longer. And yeah. they're always surprised. They're like, wow. I'm like, I know. So you're exactly right. They can get so much more advanced faster than the public school. And because they have that time to really um, dive deep into what they love. And you yeah. guys are music and lots of kids love music, but they've taken out a lot of electives from the public school, which doesn't allow kids to really dive into that part of their brain, right? And how important is music? Like, can you guys give us some stats on, on the importance of music with kids' developmental, like understanding and learning? Well, I mean, certainly, Children's brains, of course, are developing rapidly from, you know, several months until five, six, seven years. We know that that's when um, their brain development is at the most rapid. And music, as you were saying, um, targets parts of the brain that are not really stimulated by other things, even when as kids are starting to develop their language and their cognitive skills, um, as they're starting to develop their physical and motor skills. Um, music is a special thing that connects to parts of the brain that those other things don't necessarily connect to. So um, we see amazing development in infants and you know very young toddlers in our music classes um, when we're just singing and we're using um, sounds and vocables and things like that. Um, so it, it's, and those are not obviously um, experiences that kids are going to get in schools, especially when they're that young. So it's, um, it's crucial that, you know, parents make that available to those kids and you absolutely will see the benefits of it. And I think because we, well, when we started, we worked with like the five and under set. So we're dealing with a lot of preschoolers who are dealing with social development as well as all the other developments stuff, developmental stuff that they're working on. So I feel like that has become super important. And when you have like what we're learning more about with SEL, social emotional learning, and that kids being able to have some of these skills, I feel like music is such a great outlet um, emotionally and socially, as well as with communication. So it just has like this holistic effect that, and for us, we've always just do music through play. There's no pressure, I guess, because we always did start with younger kids. And now as we've gotten more students that are older um, and students that take private lessons for us, it's not like, do you know your scales? Do you know this? Like we want them to have a good learning experience. We want them to have fun doing it so that music is just like seeping in. And it's not like a, a, like a specific task that we're trying to force on them we want them to enjoy it and then they'll want to practice they'll want to do all this exploration with it on their own because we're making the experience like really fun for them so true yeah i i've realized that when a child or a young adult whatever age they're at even adults honestly when mm. you're loving what you're doing organically you want to know the mechanics behind tell me what was your inspiration for starting little rockers we are um we're both music lovers um but we come to it from different um from different aspects um a lifelong you know band guy songwriter singer played in a million bands toured recorded um, and came to it from like the rock and roll aspect of things of traveling around and playing with your gang and entertaining people like troubadours playing music. 
and um, Jesse comes to it from the more musical theater and she's a beautifully trained singer and she does musical theater and acting. So two sort of separate sides of the coin of the arts. And we actually just met um, working part-time jobs while we were both pursuing our dreams of being in a band and being on Broadway and so forth. But our day job was teaching preschool music classes and we just met working for the same company and we really, over the over time of teaching together um, separately at the job, realized how much of a passion that we had for education, um, for early childhood development, and how wonderful it is to share your gifts and your talents with um, young people and how you can inspire them. And just from doing that job and sharing a similar work experience, we would dream together and say, wouldn't it be cool to start our own program and write our own songs and do something that's really from our hearts and souls and something that we can create and share with the world. And that was the, that was the start of it. Yeah. And the desire to work together and to create because it, you know, you're working for other people or if you're doing shows or if you're doing other people's music, you're not creating your own thing. And so it's extremely gratifying to create um, music for families that really love it. You know, sometimes you're doing stuff for adults that might be jaded, might not be as enthusiastic at your show or might not even be paying attention. So it's the kids are always there. If you're doing a good job, like they believe it, you know, if you're in it and they are in it with you, it's just magical. I love that you both really represent like your, your skill. Like I can totally see you on Broadway and I can totally see you in advance. Like you guys are quintessential. Like it's so cool. It's so cool. Um, the, the greatest thing just about our origin story is, you know, we met working for this company and then we slowly started dating and spending some time together and ended up falling in love and as you do she hates when I tell this part of the story because no, it's it. kind of it's, sweet. it's personal it's sweet. but it it's it really sweet. does um say a lot about what you know how we it's got much. to where where we are which is that you know when you're in the glow of love you just talk about your hopes and dreams and the things that you want to accomplish and the types of things that you feel like what your purpose is in life you know you discover your your purpose and you share it with a person that you care about and we I think it's special that we could share that because I don't think a lot of couples can share that or they share other things but um sometimes it's hard to always work with your spouse and to be so passionate about it and sometimes to have like different thoughts about it but for the like most part, we're always in it together. You don't know the ready. drawbacks when you're just dreaming at first. And we just would always say, oh, wouldn't it be great if we could start our own business and, you know, make our own destiny and work together and create our own thing. And, you know, you talk about these things and you dream and it's nice. And most of the time it doesn't pan out or you don't put in the effort or you're not ambitious enough to really see the, the or thing. Or one that person is into it more than the other person. It's like, I think we've always said that we're fifth. We are just somehow we were, we've things. always been on the same page right from day one. And as soon as we said we were going to do this, we wrote our first song and then we just continued to write songs and jam and brainstorm and and just develop our curriculum organically based upon the interests that we both had. So we would write and produce the songs. We would talk about our experiences teaching in the classroom and and just how we would want to sort of alter our, and to put our own stamp on how music education would go for um, early childhood. And how, and how music is changing. So you want it to 
impact the adults as well. So um, you want them to listen to it, honestly, like, and so like for our gen, for the kids that we're working with, they need their parents to put the music on for them. A lot of them, you know, eight and unders. So they, the parents have to like it or they're not going to put it on unless the kid really is obsessive about it. So I, we are, it's always been important for us to make music that the parents like, but then there's a lot of kids music that is only writing stuff for the parents where it's like, wink, wink, this is funny, but the kids have no clue what it's about. So we <laughs> take the experiences of kids and parents together. Like, what are they and luckily we're with kids every day. So we get to hear what, oh, like so-and-so is having problems sleeping or they don't like this or they're, you know, they're various reasons, you know, they're like shy because, well, especially with COVID, but even before then you get toddlers who are extremely shy and a lot of them maybe have not seen male teachers or female teachers or whoever they're with all day with their caregiver it, um, we're a lot of the times their first experience with someone outside of their family. So we try to take those experiences and make it comfortable for them with our songs. So I think that's like really important. For there's us. definitely two, that's so true. And there's two sort of important aspects about what we're doing. Um, you know, I think one of the things that we sort of both hit upon when we were doing these um, lessons and classes long ago is starting to do mommy and me and preschool and things. Um, we found that like, you know the the parents would wouldn't really react that great to like a lot of the the nursery rhymes and all the very like childish old sort of folk songs and things that are like old type of music younger parents weren't really relating to that and they were feeling like oh this is music for my child it's not for me this is for the babies and they wouldn't really have a a connection yeah. to it so we sort of hit upon it early where we thought you know we're we're parental age and if we had kids what music would we be listening to with them and it would be the Beatles and it would be what was on the radio and contemporary music and we we found that when we started to sing some of those songs and use some of those songs in our classes the parents would immediately perk up and they would sing along and and they wouldn't feel insecure or something because it's a song that they were familiar with so that's when we really hit upon like what the essence of little rockers is which is it's music education for kids but it's really it's really an education in bonding the entire family unit so like if you know, a father would bring the child to class. He would always be a little uptight. Oh, am I going to get put on the spot? Am I going to have to sing? They're scared. They don't know what to expect. But then we start to sing a song that they're familiar with. And then suddenly they're comfortable. They're nodding their heads. They're playing. And now they're really interacting it's and, really amazing. and playing with their kids in a way that maybe they didn't have the, the access to. And that's when we really realized what our, our gift was to just to get parents to bond with their kids through music. And if a parent is having fun with their child, then that child is learning. There's no doubt about mm -hmm. it. Oh my goodness. That just gives me full body chills. Like, <laughs> because isn't that what homeschooling is really all about? Bringing families back together. 100%. Yes, so yes, I wanted yes, to, yes. I wanted to wind it back to this, which is to say another interesting aspect of what we do is because we, when we talk about homeschooling, you know, we're dealing with very young children, which they're automatically homeschooled, you know, like infants and toddlers aren't in a school situation or, or um, environment yet. So their first learning is always going to be at home. What are they picking up when they're uh, interacting with their brothers and sisters and their families? And what are they hearing on the TV or on their pat on their iPad or tablets or whatever? Um, so that's all their very, very initial um, inspiration or, or um, introduction to music. And we 
try to help the parents facilitate that at home. Yeah. And we have videos and stuff that they'll watch, you know, that we started with our YouTube channel and we would like make videos in our neighborhood and like just make cardboard cut out, like however we could do it on our phones. And the, and honestly, that's how we get a lot of people too. Cause they're like, we watch your videos and they're watching them obsessively and we really love them. So, and I think that's a great way for us to connect with the kids because they know us from the videos and then they know the class and they're able to watch those things repetitively which helps them. So for us, we always wanted to develop an app so that people can access us even when they're not in our area. So that kids that are homeschooled or kids that um, are, like I said, aren't near us can watch the stuff that we have um, to offer and also be able to offer stuff for older kids. For sure. And um, with the pandemic, it gave us that opportunity because we were going to schools where we were doing K through third grade after school music curriculum, like core standard music with these kids. Um, and then we had to stop doing it because of the pandemic. So that kind of gave us the impetus or the kickstart to try to figure out how could we get, um, we could get our educational materials out there. So once we started doing the YouTube channel and developing the app, we realized that because everybody was home, even the older kids, even if they were doing, you know, their zoom classes with their school, a lot of times they would, want to sit with their younger siblings and watch music class because they just enjoyed listening to music and having a brain break from, you know, having yeah. to listen on Zoom. And we would be here on Zoom playing our guitars and inviting the kids to get drums. And now it's and like- And make instruments at yeah, home making and instruments stuff, so. and, and trying to incorporate um, a lot of the curriculum aspects that, you know, it, the toddlers even up to, to grade school kids would need steady beat and all the types of you know core standards that we we know that each grade um, uses so we would do chants and we would do you know different vocal sounds and just try to get people to to do that and we realized that I guess what I'm driving at is that we originally were doing this for like infants and toddlers but we realized we were starting to have an impact on the older kids just by the fact that they were home and they would watch us and we would get feedback from the parents that wow my older kids are even watching this and they're really liking it so that really gave us the drive to try to start to, to develop more of a curriculum for We the were already kids. doing it with the kids that we were at the school with and then we had to stop so the schools had well one of them got us inspired they're like can we use your app at the school so they've been doing that which is really great so we developed k first second and third grade curriculum on our app so people would do at home there's worksheets there's all kinds of fun stuff for them to do and then just knowing um you know some people in our in our in our circle um that are that were homeschoolers the, all of these things are just amazing how you know the the circumstances of life work but we would talk to some of our um friends who were homeschooling their kids and they'd be like not oh, even before the pandemic before like, the pandemic like but yeah we would they would they would log on to some zoom classes that we would do and um and then they started using the curriculum for their kids because you know many parents you know may have a lot of um abilities to teach their kids you know the basic um you know history language mathematics phys ed but not everybody is a, a musician or feels that they're comfortable or you know trained enough i guess or even where to start you to know, to offer like music or what you know what are they going to do to give you know music and and arts lessons to their kids so we're hoping to just fill, fill and that's that what in. i hope is a benefit of homes another benefit of homeschooling your kid is that you're like we started this conversation you're able to start incorporating the arts and things that are getting pulled from public school that enhance your child's education more than a lot of other things that 
that is only going to help their development and keep their interest in school because it's something creative. It's events. It's, it's all of these things that's going to help them socially, emotionally, and intellectually. We're huge yeah. fans of STEM and, um, you know, that's been, been a big buzzword for a few years now and how STEM is really important. Um, right. but steam of course, yes, is yeah, like art. Now. but, um, so yes, now like, you know, we're, we're really, um, concentrated on trying to in, inject arts into that as well and making music, um, easily accessible for people where they might not have been able to before. Yeah. So take me through a lesson, a day of a lesson from one of your curriculums. I mean, you can choose whichever one. I think it's really interesting that you start at infants up until five years old. Like, so how, how does that look? So for the infants and toddlers, that's much more of hands-on. Um, you know, when we say curriculum, it's really just um, a guideline for what we want to do um, to entertain that particular day. Um, we think, you know, generally a few weeks out or we think about the season. Um, right now we're moving into summer. So we, our, our curriculum is based around fun songs, beach songs, summer songs, things that are, you know, getting people in the mood to be outside. And then we can adapt those songs to um, using different instruments, you know, basic instruments for um, infants and toddlers. Like for the little ones, it's a typical, maybe a typical music class where you're like, we sing a hello song, we'll do an instrument song, we'll do a movement song, Shake the eggs. we'll do the some sticks. rhythm patterns, things to like stimulate um, like verbal uh, exercises, things like that. And then, and movements to get them moving. Um, and then we say goodbye. And so it's kind of a, a entertainment slash, ed slash educational program for them. Um, <laughs> I was, I actually had a great class today with um, a mix of some under one-year-olds and now that their siblings are getting out of school they're starting to join them at music class so um they're coming and today <laughs> today we did something called a musical picnic that we created where we we use a soft play scarf and we fold it up and we just sing different tones and we get try to get all the kids to just vocalize singing la la and and doing different sounds and you know a lot of the times the infants and the toddlers aren't really doing it they're not necessarily comfortable making those sounds with their voices yet but we still want to model it for them but then I had some you know several older kids in class today like their older siblings and they were all singing it and they were all doing the mama and doing all the little tones that I was doing and then uh, the greatest thing is that their little babies are staring at them and watching them and really like looking at their siblings their sibling is facilitating this for them and it just was remarkable and the parents are being able to see that oh we usually bring the infant to class it's a fun time we're singing and doing all these things we don't really know how it's affecting them but then today the rest of the parents are looking around and they're seeing these older siblings modeling what we're doing for their little uh for their brothers and sisters and now they're starting to make the connections that like there is a, there's a holistic thing happening where if we're singing and we're just encouraging then the little ones are observing everything and their siblings are actually helping to teach them and that was amazing and those can be done at home that's like the toddlers and younger but for the older kids that curriculum is a little different like kindergarten we do some movement and then we're doing some like music theory music history all the standards when you get to like first grade, second grade, we're really like delving into composing, music notation, um, the music staff, like the musical alphabet, like note values and things. Yeah. Learning the staff, learning um, pitches and learning as well as like each year we do a different thing. So like kindergarten learns about the 20s, 
first grade learns about the 30s, the music involved, the artists involved, the culture involved. Um, and so, so some days we're just, um, we're listening to music and we're introducing the kids to a genre of music. And then they're doing a worksheet where they're, you know, drawing something based upon what they hear or they're you know, reacting to it, or they're, you know, doing a, uh, a worksheet where they're answering questions about things that they heard. Did you hear the piano or did you hear the sound of the flute or they're learning about the instruments in the band? So there's, there's like so many things that we can do. And now that we've been doing it for a while, um, we have a, TV screen behind us and we make up these slides. And so like, we'll put up a slide and then we just kind of jam on what we see. Oh, okay. There's, there's a saxophone. And, and there's times about... where the kids could come up and touch the board and do things that are interactive. Because I think the coolest thing about like the benefit of this was that we were doing this before the pandemic. So then when we had to move it to an app, we kind of already knew how the kids would react to certain things, which I think sometimes is a challenge if you're introducing new things to kids and you don't know the kids because you're zooming them at home so for this we i already knew what how the kids would react to certain things what they liked if they would come up and do it if it's they wouldn't cool. do it yeah so then we'll be there and we'll say okay we're going to put up three different instruments on the screen and then you can you know your parent or your teacher pause the screen and then pick somebody you know out of the class or at home to come up to the screen and point to the drum and then so like we would, you know, find ways to make it interactive where actually we can interact with the kids through the screen, even though we're not seeing them. And that's been really amazing to get feedback from some parents and teachers that have watched the videos and they say they really like it when they get to pause and let the kids come up to the to the board and be interactive, even though it's on a tablet or a TV. Yeah, that's really important to me. I don't want the kids to just sit there and watch it. Yeah, it's I not, it's not just like really feel engaged like they're really with us important that it's not just a passive experience right. where they're just going to tune yeah. out and watch they have to be engaged yeah, yeah. it's not a spectator sport where right. we're here not exactly I do <laughs> and we just we did you know we do freeze dances and we do stuff yeah. where we just have like free movement and you stand up and and you know you dance sometimes we have to sit and listen and pay attention but other times we get a brain break and we can play instruments so we try to keep it varied yeah and the classes are 25 to 30 minutes long there's worksheets with pretty much all of them um yeah and so they've been doing really well with those so i'm really happy about that that's fantastic man you guys have so much passion for what you're doing you can hear it in your voice i mean i can see it so i can just attest to that and <laughs> yeah it's beautiful it really is awesome but a couple things that i i really i heard from you guys is like you're you're able to teach phonetics with your uh music you go into music theory and that's like, wow, that's huge because um, I know when I, when I studied music and I remember going into music theory, I mean, how much better would it have been if I was a younger child coming into it, understanding and music theory has a lot to do with math. So that really will open up their math skills. And I think people just 100%. don't realize the importance of these are not Honestly, sometimes I hear the words called electives and I get it. The kids can elect to do this, that, and the other thing. But these courses and classes, they open up so many things within the brain, right? Like I, I sing, right? And and like, I know I, when I was studying music and I was studying conducting and I'm listening to you guys talk, I'm like, oh my gosh, I went to college for that. Like <laughs> That's awesome. So, you know, but you're teaching them at such a young age. I mean, where they can be when they hit my age, when I was 
in school learning is going to be another level, right? So I, I give you guys kudos. I think that's Thank amazing you. what you're doing with such young children that those parts of their brains are all being ignited and fired. They're, you're firing neurons, which is if, how they uh, grow. You're so yeah, absolutely right. So, you know, sometimes the parents are like, are they really going to be amazing musicians? Are they really going to be composers? Maybe or maybe not. But the point is that the more new information that you put in there, yes, it's creating neural pathways. And, you know, even if they forget some of the stuff that the kids are always, you know, like we get to the end of the school year, we've stuffed their brains with all of this information and then summertime comes and then maybe they forget it. But then when they come back again in September and we start to review, they do start to remember. And then like once those pathways are created, we just continue to strengthen them and it, it only helps them. And it's, you know, music is just it's the best. I mean, it's it it's it's easy for us to be passionate about it because it makes us feel so good. And to actually see the impact that it has on the kids is the, the best. Yeah. I mean, if you really think about it, how many times do we use music to remember things and, and different like mnemonics that we use or like songs that I used to like literally write songs to remember a lot of things in my biochemistry class because I yeah. couldn't remember something. So I would kind of set it to a tune or something that I could, you know, go back and and how for you that's right, awesome how many years later can you hear a tune and then sing all the words to the, like literally there are songs that i haven't listened to maybe 10 15 20 years i hear the notes and i'm like oh i know the whole entire song you're yeah, speaking my language this is this, it's the greatest thing and that's what that's kind of what i was touching upon earlier that it that music touches um, affects parts of your brain that you know are not necessarily used every day but that is that information is stored in there and man it'll come back in a split second just like that it's it's really it's powerful it's powerful and it's a it's a great thing and yeah, it's like a it's, record it's, in the brain it's like a it record is like a, yeah Ooh, i mean if they the could ever figure out how how that really works it'll be it'll be fascinating that's, but that's awesome so it's as a mystery but it really is great so as we're wrapping everything up, um, is there one thing, I mean, I feel like there's a lot of things, but I'm going to ask you to say one thing, because there is so much when it comes to music, there really just is. But what is one thing from this conversation that you would want parents to walk away with? One solid, like, big takeaway that you would want to, like, just impart on them? Don't be afraid to interact with your kids in a musical way. Um, as I said earlier, a lot of parents are a little insecure because they're not, they don't think they're good singers or that they're not good musicians. But I always try to um, reinforce to the parents that your child doesn't know that you're not a good singer. They're just attuned to your voice. And if you sing with your child, um, the most important thing is that they're gonna, they're gonna have a deep soul connection with you because music touches parts of your your brain and your heart and your soul that nothing else does and you know i can still remember you know being a very little child and sitting with my mother with my head on her chest and just listening to her sing and hearing the vibrations in her chest and like that was the the very you know foundation of my love for music was just that feeling of safety and security that i had with my mom singing to me and then as i grew older the music in the car listening to disco and listening to country and listening to classical and pop and all the different types of music she would play um created these fun memories that i have of being with my family and 
I think I I mean I agree and I was gonna say that it's Don't about be afraid the to make that a part of your, yeah because your it's family. a part of those experiences right. and like I mean it's a broken record to say they're only little for so long or they're only especially like I said we're under eight so those years go so fast because I see it in our we've had our business for 11 years so I've seen now those and I've been teaching for even longer so now I'm like seeing like kids graduating high school and it's like the, and when we see the parents out and they have their 17 year old, they're like, you did her first birthday party. And we used to come to class and we still remember your songs. And I still, they may not remember every soccer game or every this, that, and the other thing that they do from eight and up. But when they bring them to this class, these classes, when they're little and it's those first developmental moments or those first moments of just being a family and understanding and appreciating that bond, like the music is the part that will bring you together for that. Yeah, the simple answer to your question is don't un- yeah, don't, don't underestimate the power of music to create um, bonds that and experiences and bonds and experiences that you will both remember for your whole lives. Yeah, I yeah. have to agree with you. Like, and I I'm a huge Duran Duran fan. Like, I mean, I'm, so is Chris. Yeah, like, I'm just a huge Duran Duran fan. John like, Taylor, I, that was my guy. Every time I play Duran Duran, I am. Boink, 15 years old again. Like I legitimately have every nostalgic feeling. Like, it's just weird. I'm like, I don't even know how this happens, but I am a teenager again. I can feel it. So there is this really strong connection with music and it like almost like a time travel. It can really do that for you. And I love the fact that you both are so passionate. You work together as one and you come up with these creative ideas. And I I can guarantee these kids probably just really resonate with you and sense your emotion. So what's the call to action? Where can they find you guys and how can they get your resources? Sure. Um, our website is called littlerockersmusic.com. Um, and that's basically just where all of our classes and parties and show information is. But there is a little button on there that says check out our video clubhouse app. So our app is um, it's on iOS and Android, so you can Google. You, you can, can get search it. You can go to the app, the app store. You can go to the Google Play Store, or you can just go onto your desktop into your URL and and type in Little Rockers, and it'll come up. And then when you go to that Clubhouse app, um, it just has a whole list of the categories and the music classes, and it's pretty self-explanatory. There's an introductory video on there with us talking about um, what we do in our music classes, the types of instruments that you'll need, and what your what the experience will be like for your kids and for you and then there's a whole you know plethora of classes curriculum for the different ages and there's a free trial so you can do it for there's music weeks, think, videos we trial. do holiday uh, shows where we have um we do christmas music class and we do music class for for hanukkah and halloween and we just um recently did what was one that we just did we just did a freeze dance video oh, we did a freeze dance summer. video oh we have um a fourth of july class coming up that's going to be like all just like fun summer patriotic songs and that sort of thing so we try to you know as i said earlier try to incorporate the themes that everybody's experiencing in real time with what we're doing and that keeps everybody engaged so. and and also you can follow us on instagram because everyone's on instagram two little rockers the number two little rockers so you can message us there if you have any questions too Perfect. And I'm going to put all that in the show notes, all of your links. So when people like Google, they'll be able to find this podcast and your information. Um, Thanks. I just want to say, um, 
I don't know if that you, if you hear this very often, but I want to thank you so much for what you're doing and the fact that you're making this resource available for people. Yeah, and, you know, not only the resource available for for families, but even for people like us that are, um, you know, trying to learn more about homeschooling and connecting with those people. And you're really doing a wonderful um, service for everybody and making this this known and um, and just bringing it to us all. So thank you for that. Yeah. Oh, man, that really means a lot to me. Thank you so much. You're going to make me cry in a podcast. (laughs) Well, it's been amazing just spending time with you guys and getting to know you. And thank you for sharing your wisdom, your knowledge, and your passion for everything that you do. We just really salute you for that. Thank you for relating to us and being another music lover. That's awesome. Yeah, well... Maybe if we're lucky, another one performer. Of, one of these days, we'll make it out to California and we'll have a little Duran sing along. Oh, there we go, future. If you're in California, you must come. And <laughs> we sure will. <laughs> All right, guys. Thank you for having Thanks us. Thanks so much, everyone. If you love the conversations we're having here on the Homeschool Advantage podcast. Follow or subscribe our podcast to stay in the loop and never miss this amazing content. And please highly consider taking a minute to leave a positive rating and review to help others like you discover this show. See you next time.